And I like taking pretty ladies out on dates. Generosity, big part of the new money philosophy. Yeah, generosity is not the one I'm too bad with. It's one of the reasons why I do wake up broke a lot. Be like my mother. And if you want something, buy it. But if my mother was here, she'd be like, but don't buy shit quality stuff. Shouldn't say shit. No, 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 it's true. And you shouldn't, you should always invest in good things. Um, good news, if you want to hear something nice and good. Sure. A few of my friends who have small businesses say that over the last few days, they have received as if it was like the days, two days before Christmas sort of money. That kind of like lots of people buying from small businesses and going in and doing their Christmas shopping as if it's just before Christmas, which is a massive lifeline for them for the lockdown. So I was just like, I just think that's really nice. And I was very touched to hear that. And I was like, oh, that's really good. good. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people posting on social media about like, let, let's year, let's year, Jesus. let's year, let's year this Christmas, <laughs> this Christmas, let's buy from smaller businesses. And I yeah. think that's a really positive thing that we can all do this lockdown because again, you've got the time. Like I tend to buy things in a fashion that means I get them quickly because we run around and work so hard during Christmas that getting people's Christmas presents sadly just keeps falling further and further and further down the list and and then I have to rely on things like Amazon Prime because it's the only way I'm going to be able to give anybody anything but now we've got a a little bit of a slowdown for a few weeks depending on how busy everybody is with their working from home so we have the time to find small suppliers and that's another really positive thing we can do during lockdown. I think that's a really really positive thing and it feels so much nicer and there was like a post about someone who and was like, every time you buy something small from a small business, they do a little happy dance. And it's true. I've seen my friends do it. They're like, I sold a thing. And you're like, awesome. That's great. There's some really amazing people selling prints and stuff. I actually like talking about that. I'm trying to think of ways that I can uh, support other artists throughout lockdown, stuff like that. And because one of the things people complain that is because we've gotten into an age where it's so convenience is our, is our kink. Mm. So we tend to just buy from Amazon and the stuff from Amazon is just low quality shit. This is coming from someone who has just bought their light rig from Amazon. But you know, what am I if not a hypocrite? Amazon is a lifesaver and that's why it's popular, especially again if you've got Prime. Not going to lie, whole New Year's Eve shows have been bought off Amazon because <laughs> I've got until Christmas. Been like, oh, and then we're like, oh my God, I need so, I need fake money. I need rose petals. I need all this kind of random shit. I need masks. I need whatever. Amazon Prime, boof. It's going to be here in two days. So we're all guilty of that. Mm. Uh, let's try and move away from that. Yeah, no, it just feels really nice. And then also when really you present nice. it with someone, you could be like, this is a gift from... A person that lives on green lanes who makes this out of their toenails. Oh, it's so beautiful. I hope oh, that's yeah. my gift. Yeah. I buy my Christmas presents from my friend's shop for my mum every year and she loves it because she's like, it's from a small business. No, oh, that's nice. Buy your Tory friend something made by drag queens. <gasps> Do it. <laughs> that is the best rebellion. <laughs> How can you rebel in a capitalist state? Small capitalism. Mini capitalism. So today, obviously, um, folks, we finally got onto the episode. <laughs> for you, it's been two minutes, but for us, it's been over an hour. <laughs> it's been an hour and 15. We are going to talk about lockdown two and things that we can do to make it better for ourselves mm. and make the best out of a bad situation. Don't worry, this isn't going to be a silver lining. Look at the positive side. No, this is a genuine, practical way of looking at it and what's worked for us. I think, would you say? Yes, but also, don't worry, it's Jinsal. We'll find the negative. <laughs> oh my God. Don't worry, we'll get happy and then we'll kill it with fire. <laughs> we should talk about the American election! <laughs> <laughs> but look, 
like it looks like Biden's on track for a win. So I guess we can just hope that he's on track for a win enough that it will make the Republicans look like morons for continuing to push this court challenge. Because I think they've already submitted or Trump's already submitted some challenges in the courts. But I think the, the margin mm. is getting wider. It's not massive, but if I understand correctly. It's, it's wide enough for it to be looking good. Yeah. And I say that last night was one of the most stressful experiences. It's not because of the election. It's because every time Tempest looked at her fucking phone, she would scream. And she heard, literally, she just heard Biden on the radio. Again, screamed. She screamed on the stairs. She screamed in the dressing room. She screamed in the taxi. I was just like, stop screaming every time you think there's a result, please. And it was so stressful. I know. I did do that. I also got home. Now, we did get drunk because it was the last show and just shouted Joe Biden outside my front door, just into the air in excitement at another announcement. I was like, oh, my God, Joe Biden! Like an idiot. <laughs> uh, update from our producer: They're mostly counting the postal votes now, which are generally seventy-five percent Biden. Oh, I mean, who thought it would be so happy to vote a seventy-year-old white man <laughs> into a position of power? Well, hopefully, you'll die, and then the vice president will come up. Oh yeah, well there we go. Yes. <laughs> Silver linings. Positive. Hey. That's what we're here for. I mean, we need this news because it's just you know, two days before the election, I'm sure I was thinking what everybody was thinking, which is like we're just about to go into another lockdown and we have to do it with the news that America's voted for Trump again. I think all of our mental health would just crumble. Because as much as I hate it, the fact is is what happens in America impacts what happens to the rest of us. And it fucking yeah. shouldn't, but it does. It does. Well, because we are so associated with them in the sense that I feel like America and UK are like supposed to be pals and friends. And it's like you're watching your friend hit on someone and you're like, this is a bad idea. You're watching your friend in an abusive relationship. Um, but oh they keep God, saying it it's not that bad yeah, and that he didn't mean it. <laughs> That's yeah. What and, you also, and you want to be supportive but at the same time. You want to shake it out of them. Yeah. You just want to uh, get rid of him. Yeah. And then he keeps turning up to your parties and like you think it's just you and them hanging out and then they bring their awful boyfriend and then you're like, yeah. oh, for fuck's sake. That's oh, what it is. Exactly. You're right. And he pisses off your neighbours and eats all your food and breaks a precious gift. Yeah. Smashes and he never glasses. washes up. Yeah. He never and, does oh, anything. God. Yeah, and he never um, pays for anything. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Dump him. Dump him. Get rid of him. Yeah. Go for the 70-year-old one. <laughs> yeah. Please, God, let it be a 70-year-old white man who's only got one charge of sexual assault against him. Please. 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 Oh. Oh, See, we managed to break... Well, okay, so there's your positives and your negatives. Besides work, Mm. because we'll get to, like, the work and the plugging and the things that you're doing and the things I'm doing, but what are you going to do this lockdown that you think will be good for your mental health? Eat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really hoping that I can read this lockdown. I failed spectacularly to read last lockdown because reading requires concentration and all of our concentration spans just went out the window or certainly mine did. I've I've read half of one book since March, which is really Mm. unusual for me and really, really bad because reading, I think, is a type of escapism that I can't get from watching stuff because I'm like, yeah, when you watch a film, no matter how beautiful it is and how much I love it, my mind can very easily wander. Yeah. Yeah. But when you read... Just shut down. Yeah. 
Reading is like a- actively something you have to participate in with your whole mind. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's hard to do when you can't concentrate, of course, um, uh, but will give me a mental break in a way that other things won't. So I'm hoping because again, like this lockdown feels a bit different to the first one. I can actually get some reading done. I ordered some awesome books from Amazon. Listen, I've just found out about bookshop.org. <laughs> Go and look up that. Apparently it's somebody's aggregated all of the small businesses and it kicked off in the States, small booksellers and did really, really well. And they've just launched a here. So if you want to order books, go to bookshop.org, I think it's called. Um, and I ordered like cool book, like I'm obsessed with Gypsy Rose Lee. She's my burlesque heroine. And I finally ordered her son's biography of her called Gypsy and Me. I ordered the book, The Bootsy Read on our quarantine story time, which is like the history of the showgirl. But I think it only goes up to the 80s. So I'm really fascinated to read that and then kind of balance it out against what, you know, our career. We are the modern showgirls and, and what burlesque um, kind of has taken with that idea. So readings on my list to do, just chilling out a little bit is on my list of things to do. Mm. Hopefully not be so word to my phone that's one that i need to learn with this one Mm. well this one i actually am i'm in a place right now where i feel really quite overwhelmed and i don't know if it's because the last few days leading up to this have been quite stressful and even the fact like the first thing we've done now it's locked down it's not like i've woken up and it's ended it's like woken up i'm doing gin salt and emails and i've got to deal with a a couple of fires Mm. so i feel a little bit overwhelmed and i feel like it's going to be really really stressful and i feel this immense amount of pressure to be really present online and push my online presence because that's what's going to keep me surviving over the next six months because like you said this is not going to be an individual thing so um i am being quite strict with my phone time Mm -hmm. and my alcohol intake which we spoke about last night (laughs) i was like oh boo (laughs) (laughs) i'm not Because, like, I actually don't have any alcohol in at the moment, which is kind of like, oh, okay, so there's no alcohol in the house. My partner doesn't drink, so my bubble is sober. So I was like, well, maybe this is a good opportunity to just try and see if it helps my mental health, because I do see a massive decline, even if it's like a couple of glasses of wine. And I'm like, the next day, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I I, I hate the world. Um, And it's not hangover. It's like, meh. So I was like, okay, so I'm going to be quite strict with... It's a thing. Yeah, I know it's a thing. And I don't want it. (laughs) You've got to push through it. (laughs) says your drunk auntie (laughs) i'm also not banning myself from alcohol because if i ban myself from anything i immediately do it because i rebel against myself all the time like a teenager it's really weird we discovered this in episode one (laughs) um so yeah i'm gonna be kind to myself by restricting things like social media and after this i am going to go for a run and things like that, mm. things that I don't have time to usually do. And I've always wanted to get good at running. But every time I try running, I'm like, this is shit. Why do people do it? But I've heard that if you keep doing it, it's supposed to be quite nice. You hypocrite. So you'll push through running because you've told it's nice, but you won't push through hangover anxiety because you're told that drinking's nice. Okay, because I've had hangover anxiety for the last 15 years. Never had running anxiety yet. So bring it on. It's all about changing your mindset. <laughs> Running gives me anxiety. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I am a tequila magnet. <laughs> I just think I did bad things. It's a trick of the mind. None of it's true. Push through it. I will not judge myself. You did bad things too. <laughs> it's all fine. We were drunk. These are the things, the mantras you can tell yourself in the morning to get through your residual alcohol anxiety. Uh, uh, <laughs> and if you're constantly drunk, you never be hungover. Oh, you're frozen. 
Oh no, you're no. Oh, I said if you're constantly drunk, <laughs> then you'd never be hungover. That's Zoom being like, you don't put that into the ether. No, no, <laughs> no. That put that into... the podcast. No, no, no. Keep it in, keep it in. Let the world find out what a trash bag you are. I'm a total trash bag. I love drinking. Everyone's got their vices. I like the taste of alcohol. So actually, when you were saying you weren't going to drink, I was like, oh, what I'm going to do is maybe I'll make sure to drink like some nice wines. My husband's a huge whiskey fan. Um, we just lovely. got sent a lovely bottle of scotch from the Gaunts, the Mrs. Kicks. <laughs> I don't know what the plural is. The Mrs. 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 Mrs
No. Why did I? Why did but I? It's very telling that that's what you heard. <laughs> where, well, it's because so, that's a phrase my neighbour uses, where they're like, "I just want the time to pass in the day, so I just have a depression nap." And you're like, "Okay, oh. I can't nap." Yeah, I know that feeling. When yeah. everything's so awful, we just sleep for it. Yeah, if I just sleep and then maybe away I wake up on the other side, I'll be fine. Ooh. See, we were doing fine about positivities, and it's like, well, you know, well, you just could sleep through it and hibernate and pretend it doesn't doesn't exist well here's some other positive news which by the time this drops everyone will already know but i've just had pop up on my phone because i'm kind of self-torture bitch who likes to keep news alerts coming up on their phone furlough scheme extended until the end of march and will remain at 80 percent of wages throughout with similar help for self-employed hey see i told you the lockdown's coming in february <laughs> yeah that's that feels very telling <laughs> yeah yeah well but we all know this is true was it nadine dorries i don't know if i've said that right he must be like one of the dumbest politicians on earth everyone was laughing at a quote from her that was like we would have needed a crystal ball to have predicted we'd have to have another lockdown <laughs> I don't know why anyone is surprised that we're in lockdown again because I, it's winter. <laughs> but there's loads of people that are. There's loads I, of people that are surprised about it. And I'm like, I'm who? sorry, is, it, is really? it just us that work in the arts that have just been consistently like, we're going to lose this in a minute. We're going to lose this in a minute. Is it tomorrow? Is it tomorrow we're losing are it? Are you serious? My theory is, is that mm. so many people are just working from home. All my friends who work in offices and for companies and for different things, whether it be a secretary for a company or a technical engineer, they've been working at home this entire time. So nothing has changed. Nothing has moved around. And they've gotten so used to things at home that the idea of a lockdown coming in just feels a little bit alien. And like, why are we doing it? We've been in at home this entire time anyway. Yeah. So it's like, ah, that's what I think. Yeah. Okay. Does that cross over with phrasing that surprises me that I see online where people are like, I mean, the first lockdown didn't work. So why are we doing another one? And I'm like, I'm sorry. Who's saying that? Oh, I see it all the time on social media. And I'm like, (laughs) sorry. Did you think that the lockdown was there to cure coronavirus? (laughs) Because my understanding was it's just to dampen transmission rates enough. But obviously... no one dies, so we don't lose everyone. Yeah, and yeah. the hospitals don't turn into something from a fucking apocalypse war scene. Obviously, when people start mixing again, the disease finds its way and spreads. I just, like the fact that I don't know. Like it didn't to me, that go obvious. away. What did yeah. you think was going to happen? Do yeah. you think it was just like we were just going to hide from it? Well, apparently so. Because I'm like, why bother lockdown again? We didn't. It didn't work the first time. Oh. It did. Yeah. It did work last time. Remember when we went out in the summer and the rates were really low for a period of time and we were enjoying the sunshine and we had that brief moment of like, this is okay. To kill the lockdown, to kill the virus completely through lockdown, the entire world would have to not leave their homes for four weeks. So genuinely it died out. But that would mean no food, no delivery. <laughs> it mean like everybody oh. would have to stay home. No doctors or nurses or any kind of healthcare workers would ever be able to return to any kind of family situation if you wanted to starve out the disease. And you'd have to do it worldwide because we live in a global environment where people travel. This is a nonsense. It just blows my mind sometimes how people's brain works with things like that no of course we'd have to go to lockdown again because transmission rates would uh, mm. oh i some of the thinking behind all this is ridiculous we're supposed to be doing the positives yay so. fellow fellow <laughs> to the end of month. and for self-employed too it makes no difference to me as a business owner because i don't qualify for either ah oh, and i'm just going to change my name to furlolo <laughs> I ju- oh, I judge you for not already. <laughs> Falolobra. Falolo. <laughs> Falolo. <laughs> I'm 80% 
sustainable. Twenty percent. Twenty percent's just gone. It's just gone. Twenty percent missing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I definitely need to make an effort to go outside because the other thing I remember is. I was outside for so much at the beginning of the last lockdown and I'm wondering how good that was for me because I was in a farm in the middle of nowhere. Oh, yeah. And, um, and I, yeah, it's really, it's, oh my God, it feels like another time. And I was like, I'd have to get up. And I was being with, like, with the horses and like I'd get up early and be outside with like donkeys and sheep and lifting hay and moving shit and painting being walls. my butch full self. Mm. Painting walls. I, I think it's, you take the mick out of me, but you watch my stories i have to know continuously knowing <laughs> i have to know uh, i was gonna write a sentimental statement yesterday and i was gonna tag you in it but every time i think i'm gonna do it i'm like maybe this will be what will push our friendship over the edge <laughs> no i just prefer that we got drunk and ranted at each other in a cab with masks on oh yeah with masks on friendly ranting <laughs> so yeah i'm just i definitely going outside because i think especially with days being short it's gonna be weird yeah getting the sunlight that's a really good piece of advice um i guess the benefit mm. of having a dog of course is that i regardless of whether i want to or not have to get my ass out of the house into the park every day and that is definitely something good to do and like you totally point out days are shorter now so get that sunlight yeah and also if it's a case of sunlight is a little bit tricky and maybe you live in a space that doesn't necessarily have the best windows or like you work so much during the day that maybe maybe you can't get out for a walk as much as you'd like vitamin d tablets are available and easy to get so please do look into it um if you have any questions about it talk to your physicians or pharmacists about it because it is an easy to get vitamin and it does help also sad lamps supposed to be very good Mm, yeah where you can have daylight by your bed especially if you're getting up early in the mornings like i would like to so yeah that's a good idea yeah they're really good actually my friend's got one and it's like oh this feels like sunlight it's very strange that's nice it's nice Mm. i feel like a lizard warming itself (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) i'm a big believer in goal setting as you all know especially if you've watched my setting goals video (laughs) But for, I think for some people, like been a while. what can be a really good way to deal with expanses of time, particularly if you don't have projects that you have to keep working on. For example, we have shows opening or we hope to have shows opening in December and they're quite big projects. So we can't sit back and do nothing until December gets here. And that so gives us like a drive and a focus to be getting on with every day. But I understand, you know, not everybody has that. So I'm quite a big believer in or what I find personally works for me is I'll make a goal list every day. Oh, really? Yeah, especially in periods like this of two or three things. I do this at each extreme. So if I'm so busy, then I have to do this every day because just the amount of things that need to get done, I need to prioritize. I need to make sure that every every second is productive, which isn't always great. But sometimes when you're that busy, you just have to be that way. And that makes me feel less anxious. And then when I have expanses of time, also makes me feel quite anxious. And again, I find that really helpful. But But the advice to that, people, I will say is that if you're doing this to kind of help yourself feel productive and help your mental health during the days, set yourself easy goals. Don't make these things unreachable. Just be like, as long as I'm going to get up, like you say, like have a breakfast that I know is going to make me feel good to start the day. Make sure I drink two liters of water and phone a friend. That's a really lovely goal list for a day. And the sense of achievement that you'll get from doing that, yes, it wired into our brains. Um, that when you just tick that off the list, even if it's like, I'm going to brush my teeth, write down obvious shit. If you're having a tough day, just be like, I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to change my pants. I'm going to have a glass of water. And hopefully those things are doable. Oh, yeah. Fresh pair of pants goes a long way. 
Exactly. Just cross them off the list. You've got to write them down. And when you score them out, oh, I feel so good. Ah, <sighs> that is really good. That's really, really good. And I think there is a lot to be said. And I think with that bearing in mind is like, there's a real attitude at the moment. We're all saying the same thing of like, we've done this before, we can do it again. And because of that, people feel that their feelings towards it or the exhaustion towards it or the stress and the anxiety around it feels like they're not permitted to allow have that because we've been down this road or we've done it before. Like it is still a weird time. You're mm. still allowed to feel stressed and anxious and scared about this because it is still just as uncertain as it was in March. We know a little bit more about how this works and how we can... We're not screaming at toilet roll anymore, but... <laughs> we're still in the state of a pandemic and you're fucking knackered because you've done it now for like most of the year so please do be kinder to yourselves please it's just some people be like oh i shouldn't be shouldn't be upset about it so we've done it before it's like it's still bad yeah and now like the length of it is setting in that brings its own trauma mm. like i think that's what got to me a couple of weeks ago it's just like oh god it's just you know there's no end <laughs> it's never ending a never uh, ending pandemic Oh. Uh, so yeah you're so right like and the other thing that we hear all the time of course is that i mean you know obviously everyone's feeling the same obviously everyone's feeling the same oh. Look, you're allowed to feel things and feel shit just because everyone else feels things and feels shit doesn't invalidate you taking a moment to recognize that this is a really horrible thing to go through and you're allowed to feel shit about it yeah you don't have to be original everything you do <laughs> you can be part of the crowd or you can be sheeple and sheeple is sad <laughs> sheeple is sad sheeple is sad and sheeple is stressed. Yeah. I mean, is that a modern obsession? This feeling that like you're the only one who ever suffers? Sometimes I wonder that when people write personal statements. What do you about, mean? Like with this whole thing of, um, we covered this in Mental Health 1, part one, of unless I say I'm suffering, people won't know. Or if I don't read that someone suffers or is going through something, then their life is beautiful and perfect. And I don't know if that's like, if this is tied up with that sort of like, everything has to be unique, everything, like you're the only one who's suffering something. Like take, take a joy in community stress. <laughs> it's not a bad thing that everybody's feeling the same. It's, it's sometimes I find that makes me feel better because you're not alone. Mm. No, yeah, yeah. no, I think so. And um, I think also rounding that background to um the things that we talked about last time um if you are feeling a bit aimless and you're feeling that the world you can't do anything a bit overwhelmed honestly go volunteer somewhere in your community like it will help because you will mm. feel a part of something those of you in north london towards stamford hill um they're setting up a garden project where they will be looking after the gardens of elderly residents in the area so if you have a green thumb please do check out the summer field surgery stuff that they're doing because it's like that's a really lovely project Mm, you go do great. some gardening get outside get outside helping people yeah get, seeing people in a yeah. socially distanced safe setting yeah and it means that you have to do it because it's it's another thing and it'll, you get to learn new skills I think it's a really lovely project I'm actually thinking I'm going to volunteer at Abney Park <sighs> our favourite cemetery mm, and just to go help look after the graves lovely look after the dead and clean up the dirty condoms and needles <laughs> Uh, yeah there's loads of things you can do i actually think i'm going to do that as well promo of like all the places you can volunteer at the moment and put volunteers safely at your home there is places you can get in contact with that you can uh, have a phone call with an elderly person anywhere 
in certain areas and you can help and talk to them and if they're lonely or people who are vulnerable and isolating and people who are and also bear in mind there's people that haven't come out of lockdown are so vulnerable that they've had to stay in for the entirety of this so there are services where you can get in contact with those people and um be a source of entertainment Mm -hmm. i think it's i think it's fun and yeah i'm trying to think of all the funny things you can do you can also rest oh yeah there's that yeah if you're somebody who's stressed out a lot by this, like, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be doing this, because we all have different, like, stress points and triggers and, like, stuff that makes us feel squinky. Uh, so if you're somebody <laughs> who feels like, oh, my God, if I'm not, like, the most productive person with this time, I'll have wasted it and I'm a bad person. Like, also, you know, scheduling some time to sit on the sofa, try and put your phone away, because I'm a real one for, like, I'm going to watch this. It's going to be brilliant. I've actually spent 75% of my time scrolling through my social media feed whilst watching this thing on TV, which is an awful thing to do. I know it and I still do it anyway. It's so um, overstimulating. Knock your phone out in a box <laughs> and, and watch a nice film. Watch a film you've watched before that makes you feel good. That can help. Mm. If you if or, or watch or watch Empire, yeah, watch I'm Empire. I'm watching. I'm rewatching the whole of the Underworld films from beginning I to end. Them. That's so I love them. I see you post that, and I nearly messaged you. We go through Underworld marathons. I love Underworld. Oh yeah, or like or the whole of the Hobbit is on uh, Amazon Prime, so you can watch all three ones, and then you can watch the Lord of the Rings after that. You could Lord do a whole marathon. Rings. Extended version was my what I did when I did my taxes every year. <laughs> <laughs> do your taxes i'm doing mine <laughs> got nine hours to get this bitch done before i start crying and just decide not to put in taxi expenses because i can't understand all these receipts i mean that's old school before everything happened on apps there's <laughs> um, piles of addison lee and black cab scribbled she's like is I'm that always- eight 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 <laughs> and every year I'm like, I'm going to get a receipt. I'm going to write on the back what the journey is. Because <laughs> you don't. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid bitch. Uh, <laughs> Dear taxes. Yeah, I'm, that's my one. So I, that's my main, that's my goal for my lockdown is to get my taxes mm. all done. Nice. Because I always complain that I don't have time to do it. And yeah, okay. So I'm doing other stuff and I'm working and things. But like if I put a portion of like do like a couple hours a day for like the next week i just will get it done it's not hard why am i always such a bitch about it <laughs> tax needn't be taxing <laughs> oh god <laughs> but yeah and then i've got to try and move house that's the fun one oh god not yet i did get a really interesting offer yesterday of a friend of mine who's like i need someone to house sit my house for like six months cool and i was like do i have to pay rent they're like no i was like brilliant let's do What's it uh, no, just sit in the house. I feel like there's more to this. <laughs> the catch is, it's not confirmed. Oh, okay. It's like one of those things like everything this year. I'm not getting my hopes up for shit. Mm. Lower your expectations. That's another thing you can do during <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> lower it. Lower it for yourself. Lower it for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, that was my favourite thing I learned during the last lockdown was like, expect less of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oof. Ooh. Nothing's confirmed Ooh. till it's confirmed. Expect less of yourself. Lower your expectations. 
That's the path to happiness. We have too high expectations nowadays. Honestly. We really do. 30 years ago, 60 years ago, if you had a roof over your head and a blanket and the heating turned on and you're running water, you were fucking happy. And yeah, you, you were fucking yourself, the king of the Nile. Yeah, exactly. Lucky. And, you know, that still happens today. You know, now we feel like we're not winning. I hate the term winning at life. I've got a real bugbear about this notion of like winning and losing being translated. Mm, it just it makes me so mad. Winning. Winning at life, winning, winning at winning, weight loss, winning, winning at friendship, winning at oh my god, winning at couples or whatever. No, oh god. no, there's no winning, no. losing. This is a complete toxic, hideous notion. I hate it. I hate it so much. Yeah, I hate it. And you're not you're not winning at life unless you have you know x amount of followers and a beautiful house that looks like it should be on Pinterest and the perfect relationship and you're all of your best friends and you can cook like a goddess and you can dress up every day in like something again and you've posted sixteen selfies and you've got x number of likes. This is a capitalistic nightmare because it's all about making money out of you. Yeah, it is. It's it's completely toxic and I'm compl- I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm really glad you said it because. I hate the phrase winning. Mm. I hate it. Hate it. Hate it so much. It just, it makes me feel sick. It's vile. Mm. It's a really, really bad attitude because it means that when you see yourself winning because you have a certain amount of money, that means that you understand that people are losing. And that's a really, really horrible system where you are comfortable with the fact that life is a ladder and you're okay being above someone. Like, I just don't, it's, I don't like it. It's weird as well because like, it yeah, it creates a dichotomy which is false. But secondly, it's like life is about experience, in my opinion. Like you're yes. always going to go through dark times. You're always gonna experience heartbreak. You're always gonna experience sadness and loss and grief and, and all of these things. But you can't experience happiness and all of these wonderful things and pleasure and connection if you don't understand the whole human experience. And so how can you create this idea of like winning and losing? But also like, what, are you, what is it that you're winning at? Wearing a cute outfit. I mean, you can wear a cute outfit and die in size. <laughs> like, you know, you, these, these things, these trappings, they're nonsense, nonsense mindsets made to make you feel better and made to make you feel better about other people, which is a horrible mm. thing to engender in society. If I use that word correctly, ah, it's done now. And yeah, it creates this kind of seesaw effect. But listen, be real. It's done to sell you things. Yeah, it's done, like, hashtag winning is, like, the most vile thing, and it's, yeah, okay, there's moments in your life where you're going to feel really, really great, like, you're fucking bossing it, you're getting shit done, you're in a positive place with your relationships, with your home, all the, like, the foundations that you have been told are the things that make up a perfect life, but those things are also not necessarily in your control, and They're so not. when that when they go out of control, that doesn't mean you're losing. It means life has kicked you in the dick, mm. and that's okay. It means that life is life. Yeah, Ugh. and you're not going to change. I'm that. really glad because it's one of those things. That I prefer bossing. I like boss. Like when you're bossing it, mm. I feel like you should celebrate. <laughs> celebrate your wins. That's another hideous thing, isn't it? You celebrate when you go through good times. Celebrate them and enjoy them, and understanding that they don't last. And like you say, you know, it's beyond your control. Ooh. It just is. But there are things. If that concept stresses you out, there are things you can control. 
you can do self-development during lockdown. Like, I'm not sure we do. I don't know. Do people do self-development? I feel like I spent a lot of time when I was younger, like, kind of thinking about, like, oh, how do I react to things? How does my personality work? You know, why why do I react this way in certain situations? Yeah, that's a weird thing that's happening there. Why is that happening? Because I don't like that reaction. It's actually mm. quite negative. Yeah. What can I do? Oh, my anger really spikes at these things. Is that because of a certain thing? I'm a sensitive person here. Or this makes me really happy. Why does it make me happy? Mm. Is it a sense of control or power or things like that? Yeah. I did a lot of it in the last one. <laughs> So I'm, I'm going to do some more, but I'm not pushing it as hard. <laughs> You're taking a rest from self-development. <laughs> I'm taking it a rest. I'm going to push myself for a little bit in a couple of things, but I feel I want to I want to rest a little bit on that one because I did, I did work quite hard. So I'm like, okay, I've done some self-development. I'm going to let that sit, get good at it, and then do some more. Yeah. Mine's a really yeah. good thing to do. And yeah, I think if you do it, if you do it constantly, you'll drive yourself crazy. Oh yeah. It will never be a complete project, of course, but in that process, you're kind of being like, not enough again and it's like no 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 I've, I've done enough for now yeah that's cool you're like constantly like analyzing everything you do and, and kind of like dismantling <sighs> it so I, I totally agree with you like you do it for periods and then give yourself a break and then maybe yeah. like check in in a bit because we all change and we all grow but go do some self-development that is really hard to do again if you don't give yourself mental space like you need time to be bored you need time to let your mind wander this is another thing actually we don't really acknowledge nowadays it's all about like hyper productivity and we're all guilty of it and and it's necessary like we live in a society that expects this of us and so it's very difficult to disengage from it certainly I find it very difficult to disengage from it but being bored and and letting your mind kind of run down little tunnels it is a necessary thing to give yourself time to do. Otherwise, we're just overstimulated constantly. And if that made us happy, we'd all be happy. <laughs> but we're not. But it's scary to let your mind wander. I appreciate that. But if you never kind of face yourself, I mean, it's the only friend you'll have. We all God. die alone. <laughs> See, we, this is just so depressingly happy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I think you should really, really sit in your thoughts. There's something so good about being like, oh, shit, is that where we're thinking? Why is it happening? It's happening. Okay, we're here. Hi. Mm. And how yeah. do you dismantle your negative thought processes? For a start, you can't even begin to do that unless you understand what they are. And you can't understand yeah. what they are until you give yourself the silence to kind of hear yourself. Yeah, look at them. Look at them. Why is that? Oh, yeah. Look at them. <laughs> Look at them in the <laughs> eye. <laughs> Why does that make you feel insecure? Why? Yeah. Is it really the mm. other person's fault? Is it really to do with you? Is it stemmed yeah. in something from your childhood or your or a previous relationship? When was the last time you had this emotion? Can you think about when you felt like this, like the last time? What does it make you think of? And then sit there and be like, why did that happen? And why is that there? And what can I do to tell myself to A, calm myself down or B, move through it? Maybe there's things you need to process and that's okay. Yeah. Because there's one thing that we didn't necessarily get brought up with was the capacity to process things, I don't think. And I think that is very good. Oh, look at this. Therapy. Hey. Yeah. Oh, I love getting into all of this. I think it's really useful. And we don't really talk about it enough and acknowledge that it needs to be done, especially in our overly stimulated world. 
Um, and just, again, I think we spend a lot of time being like, they're the problem, they're the problem, they're the problem, they're wrong, they're wrong, they're wrong. Listen, sometimes we're wrong. There's yeah. another thing like, if you're wrong about something, it has to be this like self-flagellation, prostrating yourselves on the steps of kind of public humiliation or whatever. And that's all wrapped up in like, owning, you've got to own your own shit. Listen, everyone's human. Everyone privately or publicly goes through stuff and you've got to give yourself space to self-analyze and like I say, create helpful processes and dismantle things. And you can't, you need to do that in quiet periods. Yeah. Your brain is like a muscle. You need to flex it and you need to create new pathways. It's not just going to happen on its own. My therapist had a bit of a go at me mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. because Talking I've been really doing much. really... Yeah, all the time. She's like, yeah. we just stop talking about Tempest. She like, sounds just, great. <laughs> just leave her. Um, but like, I've been doing really, really well. So like my depressive spells, um, I've gotten really good at talking myself around them and building up certain things like, a, like self-care and making sure that I'm sleeping okay and eating okay and all the things that, the good things that humans should be doing. I let myself down last week where, I, actually that's a phrase I shouldn't be using. It didn't work out the way I planned last week where I had a really, really depressive spell and I couldn't cope. Mm-hmm. and I got really angry and frustrated like I've done all this work and I've done everything and I'm back where I was in the same behaviours I did like two years ago and I'm absolutely furious because it's just like what is the fucking point of all the work I've done and they were just like wow what the fuck is wrong with you like you've like stretched all these muscles and created new pathways but in a time of absolute stress the old way of dealing with things you had done for 27 years so you have more experience doing that 27-year version than you do of those two-year versions. So, of course, you're going to go back to that old one, you fucking idiot. And I was like, oh, rude. <laughs> I don't pay you but to fine. call me a fucking idiot. I pay other people for that. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't call me a fucking idiot. Oh. I just paraphrase on that one. I wish she did. Oh, I wish she had to. <laughs> but yeah, and I was like, oh, I had never considered this. It's like, there's so much pressure to do the development work and then not realise that actually there's more time on the other side of not... of that I had done of a certain way so falling back on old habits is a lot easier than you think it is mm. so yeah so to anyone else who needed to hear that I've done the same thing yeah backpedaled to err is human to forgive is divine to forgive is divine whose quote is that God <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was a fictional character Someone can tell us where that's from. I mean, I could Google it, but I can't oh. be asked. You guys can do it. <laughs> yeah, we need to close up the episode anyway. Oh, what, we're what just is this getting episode? into our stride now. <laughs> Alexander Pope uh, says Rich B. Alexander Pope. Thanks, Richie Rose. Uh, Richie Rose has also recommended Black Pumas as beautiful modern soul. So if modern soul's your jam and you don't know about them, look that up. I like Modern Soul. I'm going to look them up. Oh, I got actually, I got some really amazing Jacob, uh, something Jacobs. Oh God, I'm going to ask them. Someone, I listened to some really amazing music on mm-hmm. Tuesday and I was like, this is so painful and cathartic. And I remember just listening to it, like bursting into tears with my friend and they're like, oh, what wow. the fuck are you doing? And I was like, it's so beautiful. Their voice is so full of pain and anguish, but they're so glorious and human. And I can smell the, the, like the complete breakdown, but also healing all at once. They're like, cool <laughs> sounds great <laughs> i have a lot of emotions back in the box <laughs> <laughs> get your feelings crumple them up and stamp them down stamp them down stamp them down forever 
Nye is giving me side eye from the sofa. <laughs> She's like, uh, what are you doing? Still what talking. are you doing, mother? <laughs> I'm still talking. Do you do this thing before uh, we wrap this up? Well, we shouldn't end on this <laughs> before we wrap this up. Stump it down, stump, <laughs> stump it down. down your feelings. <laughs> I think we've laughed a little bit too hysterically about that. Anyway, uh, it was pointed out to me by a dear friend. And again, like if you have someone to talk to about stuff, it's always better than writing it on Facebook. Um, (laughs) You like dig up things that upset you and and get like re-mad at them in times of stress. And I'm like a real one for that. And I was saying to her, and this was like months ago, but now she pointed out to me, I really recognize it. I know she's listening. Thanks, babe. You're a legend. And I was just like, I don't know why I'm still so upset about this thing. Like everybody's moved on. It's nonsense. I've logicked my way out of it a thousand times, but still I just can't get get this out of my fucking head and she's like I don't think you're mad about it I think you're just stressed and that's like all like go-to trauma uh, and I hadn't really considered this before and it's something that I do a lot apparently I've only learned that in my late 30s because I was like oh it takes me forever to get over things and things just roll round and round my head and and that obviously is true but she's like no no you're just like it's you feel stressed out at the moment and this and was you need a reason yeah exactly and your brain is like remember this this will allow you to experience all of the feelings you're feeling now you're not really mad about this thing you're just in a kind of traumatized state well yeah it's also okay especially when in times where stress is a bit intangible untangible Mm, where stress is more like an overall feeling of dread or anxious things of like quite invisible forces you will naturally go back to stressful situations because Mm. it allows you to focus the emotions you need to focus but at something that exists and something that actually happens because you're kind of gaslighting yourself a little bit and I think that's really interesting and that's a really amazing thought process. Mm. How are you feeling about it now? Um, I feel good about it because then I ber- I don't berate myself for being like, oh God, you know, why, why still thinking about this? And then I can be like, I'm mulling over this in my head, but it's not real. I've dealt with this. It's just that you're stressed out generally and and you fit the nail on the head with this like intangible stress because that's what Mm. we're all feeling isn't it because this thing is so big and it impacts in so many different ways that I find it really hard to yeah focus it's just like we're all just constantly being assaulted by this never-ending turbulent plane ride this is what we were talking about backstage yeah so it did really help knowing that because yeah I think understanding why we do things for me does help even though it doesn't take away those traumatic feelings i understand why they're manifesting in that way yeah and i like that you've kind of your mind has built like a an emotional playground for you to do the things of like to be like you need to go stomp out these things here is something that you can do that on here's a punching bag yeah and it's it's either brain frog it's real and it's so weird that like i feel like i feel fine i'm like i'm fine like this i can have conversations i talk to you i go to work i do all the things but I'm act. My body is acting like I'm depressed, mm. which is like a lethargic in the sense that it's hard for me to get up, even though I don't feel sad. I can't do like my washing, and I can't do things on time, and brain fog. Like I can't focus on something for longer than like five minutes, apart from obviously talking to you. But probably listening back to this conversation, we haven't focused on something for longer than yes. five minutes. So. <laughs> We're gonna be like... <laughs> so yeah, it's just this invisible stress. It's really mm. weird, and it's something that I've never really, never experienced anything like it before. What are then your physical manifestations of stress? You've touched on a few. Like, do you have like, even when you don't feel stressed? And again, we were talking about this actually backstage on Tuesday. You don't feel like you're stressed. 
necessarily, but your body is having stress reactions. Mm. Does your body have go-tos? Yeah, so there's a few things, that avenues that will happen um, and it's been happening over the last week. So I won't be able to do, my place is a mess, for example. Like that's like a really clear sign that I'm not okay because it's something that I've really worked hard on and really proud of is having a space that's like homely and it's my little my little nook in the world and it's very special to me. So when I stop caring about that, it means that I'm not caring about myself because it's an extension of who I am. In terms of, I, I am, don't bounce out of bed in the morning. I usually am quite bouncy, but the morning these days, like I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. And when I'm awake, I'll get up. But now I wake up and I just lie there for like an hour, two hours, which is usually a really clear sign. Um, not being able to concentrate is a huge one. Um, the main one for me is spiraling in my head and needing affection and cuddling or some kind of like, security of some kind but not only not asking for it but objectively not allowing myself have it Mm -hmm. and that's a really really weird one that's a really really clear sign that happened to me last week where I was like sitting next to my partner I was like screaming inside my head and he obviously knew something was wrong (laughs) it was just like went to hug me and I was like don't do that and it's like I needed it and I know I needed it but I just I pushed it and pushed it away so that's my stress reaction what about yourself that's interesting um definitely some crossovers uh not being able to focus not being able to remember things and that it really freaks me out i have a great memory normally and not this year yeah you do you have an amazing memory yeah and then watching that fall apart a bit is terrifying and that's due to stress hopefully (laughs) (laughs) i mean we can only wonder yeah I have the same thing can't hold on to something and I'll be like and it'll pop up on my phone and be like oh fuck and there's also the anxiety of that happening because then you're like what else have I forgotten what else have I forgotten yeah you feel like you're going crazy like mm. your your mind is a stranger to you I, I talk to myself a lot generally and that's not always a bad thing but I do it huge amounts when I'm stressed getting irrationally angry about things that haven't happened getting irrationally angry uh, like role-playing fights that just either won't happen or have never happened like sometimes I'll be 45 minutes late for something because I've just been like chatting at myself in the mirror about a stress situation that probably isn't going to happen but I feel like I need to prepare it it's preparation I think like it's your mind being like you must be ready in case this thing happens it's probably not going to but this is the way that you would talk through it yeah but that also might be going back to the other thing that you were talking about kind of like your mind presenting you with some form of like emotional punching bag for like dealing with whatever anxiety you can't quite put your hand on yeah yeah that's true it's giving me an invented stressful situation yeah. that i can get angry about <laughs> i mean i'm gonna be honest i don't love it it sounds like it's helpful but it's really shit well yeah but then you just now you know when you recognize it that's the thing because then you recognize it and you're like oh oh back in the box no, you just find another outlet. You don't put it back in the box. That's I didn't like put one. that thing back. <laughs> don't. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's anti-therapy. <laughs> don't put it back in the box. Squish it down, squish it down. <laughs> um, my digestion goes out the window when I'm stressed. Well, my, my stress manifests in my stomach. digestion? Yeah, yeah. And so that's like crazy. Those are the big ones for me. Yeah. And I'll get them later so you get like delayed stress it won't necessarily I mean now is a different situation because as I say we're just living in this kind of like whirlwind of intangible stress but I noticed just before for example before lockdown we've talked about this on other episodes like we were so busy I'm so busy (laughs) you don't watch space so you don't know what that's from and uh 
I had like so much stress going on and I knew that it would take a toll. I actually was a bit shocked at the extent of the toll it took on me physically, but it came later for a lot of it. So in the period where I'm like, oh, I survived that, like in the moment I'm like, oh, and slap, slap, and my brain was on fire, luckily not like it is now. And like everything's remembered and everything's running really smoothly and it's just like tick, 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 I'm a machine. And then then, like a month later, when I wasn't in the stressful situation and had survived a stressful situation, my body caught up with it and and then was just like no no it's just delayed punishment we let you be productive and now you will suffer yeah it's a survival <laughs> technique it was the thing the article that i was telling the i showed you the thing where, you're, yes. where you, you um you just run on that energy and and also especially in our jobs where we had to be productive all the time and it was like winning 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 kind of that kind of attitude and then so when you stop well you don't not even stop when you just slow down a little bit like that's when it would really 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 come into play like for example when i was doing four million shows my place was not tidy but it wasn't a mess it was the week after or the two weeks after that everything would collapse around me yeah i'm I'm dropping so many balls at the moment oh it's (sighs) awful i do the same it's terrifying it's like having three puppies on a leash rather than a well-trained wolf pack sniffing out things solving Mm. them god i miss those days (sighs) should we close up yeah yeah. Hey. Well, this has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not burlesque unless you've packed your um, costume back into the suitcase, fully aware that you are not going to wash that for the entire month. Hell no. <laughs> you've had your airing now back in the box. Yeah. It's not burlesque unless. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> 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 there was a time in 19 diggity doo <laughs> so we hopefully by the time you listen to this would have got our shit together and announced some some things <laughs> for you so do them <laughs> how do you feel about that um i feel that it's general enough <laughs> how do you okay how do you feel about that? Uh, Join our so Patreon. I've... It will be worth it in a specific way that you'll know by now. But we haven't quite spe- put the wording together yet. Because <laughs> this is a week early. <laughs> so yeah, please do sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> for all the lols. And if you want to see the last video of me and Tempest together before we were ripped from each other's arms <laughs> due to a pandemic, then please do sign up for absolute comedy gold. It's brilliant. It's the best thing we've yeah, done. Yeah, and we cannot wait to do Edge and Salt Live. Uh, we'll be revealing details on our social media, so make sure you do follow us on all our social medias, which is at Gin Salt Podcast, everywhere you go. Those sorts of things are really awesome if you do sign up to them and then you make the sherries and the stories and the other people hear our sherries and the stories and then, and then we'll continue to do this for free. <laughs> do you know what we should do? What? We should just do the Macarena. Yeah. And just put that on patreon and it'll be like look this is fun <laughs> yes that will get us loads of subscribers do you know what i am online gold okay <laughs> i also realize that the entirety of this i look like some nutty professor that has been let out for a day like a skeleton jumper yeah nice. i was the only one that was clean and it's just, it's just like this is just it's just a mess i just like wait oh god wait wait just like just piles of shit everywhere just shit I'm just shit in a cave. Shit. I'm shit. Yes. Piles of shit. Shit. Just defecation. <laughs> the defecation vacation. Uh, That's a film I want to make. 
I haven't mentioned poo for such a long time. I know, I thought we'd... And here we are. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Poop the episode. Can we do poop the episode? No. Thanks yes. so much to Rich, yes. <laughs> our producer, who you do not know the depths of his skill because he will have spun this just meandering insanity into some kind of gold that hits your ears and seems logical and planned and slightly linear. Um, so thanks, Rich, as always, for that. You're a legend. Check out his you. podcast, uh, I Might Be Wrong UK, all about music. Talk about different types of music. Music's your back. Sounds lovely. Yeah, it's nice, nice yeah, things about music nice. then. I'm Massachusetts. Thank you to Rosie Babay hey. for the incredible jingle at the end of this episode, at the end of all our episodes. And we're so glad that um, the one th- good thing that has come out of the pandemic is that this uh, jingle hasn't uh, hasn't aged no. because we're still in a pandemic. So we're like, well, worry this wouldn't last long. No, 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 no. we'll have this forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was born out of the last lockdown. So who knows what magic we'll create next time. Yeah. Magical. And thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for sending us fun stuff. Thanks for rating. Thanks for telling your friends. Spread the good word of Rose and Brow. People are going to be bored. So they need a bit of gin salt in their lives. Yeah, please do. Pour in the gin salts to their cavernous mouths of boredom. Sure. Listeners, if you want to be one of our top Patreons, a boss bitch botanican, then do sign up to our top tier on Patreon, where you can hear us butcher your name in a variety of wild and obscure ways every week. I mean, come on, who wouldn't want that? Sign up, bitches. Yeah. Get your tickets to Bridge After Dark. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were about to say get your tits out. I was like... You can do that too. That's cool. Get your tits out. That's what you should do today. Have you aired your breasts? Aired your boobs. Definitely underneath as well. Yeah. Just give it a wigs. Yeah. As far as we are completely concerned, Bridge After Dark is going ahead full steam. So we'll be doing the four shows, The Bit and Peach, The House of Burlesque, Ooh. Lads and The Black Burlesque Review in December. So please do check out, buy tickets, support you're amazing artists not because we uh, need support but because we're going to throw a fucking incredible show and if these are going to be the last shows that you see in 2020 trust me they're going to send you out with a fucking bang yeah. so please do join us yes get dressed up come join us let's uh, yeah. run away to uh, a beautiful place in our minds on the stage you know what I mean get your tickets something to look forward to <laughs> and uh, do I understand correctly Lolo Brow that should something happen in December the season will be moved so uh, your yes. tickets will be valid for the show still regardless of what may come regardless of what may come these shows will happen because we need them mm. <laughs> And yeah, so they won't be cancelled. They'll be postponed. Worst case scenario. Yeah. And if that means that we postpone them till next year, that's fine. We'll see you in January. But as it stands, I will see you in December. Please. Please. Please buy tickets. <laughs> Yay! Buy tickets to lads um, so that I can compete with Tempest on the sales report. Yay! Buy tickets to House of Burlesque so I can continue my winning streak. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, sign up to House of Alerts Patreon because there'll be some fantastic content throughout lockdown on there. I know they'll be great. Uh, check out my Instas for um, Alobix and I'll be doing some Zoom classes as well. If you want to learn how to take a nude so you can send nudes to your partners or friends, I'll be doing a class specifically about that. Because <laughs> I think it's about time you all learn downwards, not an angle. Yeah, stop sending shit nudes. Yeah. And stop posting shit nudes. I only want quality erotic content on my feed, please. <laughs> you don't like my quality erotic content. No, you're different. <laughs> but other people. <laughs> Saying that, if you do have a OnlyFans account and you would like help promoting them, please do send me a DM and I'll pop it on my stories. Uh, gotta do this whole, we're in this together shit again, haven't we? We'll meet again, <laughs> don't know where. May the odds be ever in your favour. <laughs> What's the thing that somebody else said to me? There's another piffy comment like that. What is it? That's so general. How am I supposed to know? Because I feel like it's something people say all the time. Like, may the odds be ever in your favour. That's like a, like a comedy kind of like, ah, we're all fucked. Oh, that's going to annoy me for days. Okay. And on that limp biscuit, uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see you next Tuesday. We'll we'll see you online. We'll see you on Patreon. We'll see you on Zoom. We'll see you. We'll we'll see you. You won't see us because we're in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> the bush of your mind. <laughs> oh, uh, make I'll it. See end. you next. Sh- <laughs> we'll see you next Those beautiful stingers. We'll see you next Tuesday. We love you. Thank you. So you want to be a showgirl, a star of cabaret, but the closure of the theatres leaves a hole in your heart and in your day. Well, here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs, performing and acting moronic. People who, when life gives them lemons, just slice them up for a gin and tonic. They put the mock in mocktail, the cock in cocktail. Let them show you how. It's gin salt with tempest rose and low, low brown. Give us your attention. Have they gone yet? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>